In this episode, part three of the discussion of property versus stocks, we give you an even better um, and more value discussion because we actually dive into our personal case studies and each and every one of us share real life examples of what we've experienced over the last five to 10 years in property and stocks. You get a real sense of the returns that we've seen. You get to understand uh, what it's really been like, where there've been ups, where there've been the downs. And what's great about this episode is that on both sides of the fence, both every single person on here has actually got a stake in property and in stock. So you get a real well-balanced um, discussion. Take off, take flight with you. Guys, uh, good morning, good afternoon, uh, good evening, depends on where you are around the world. Um, yes, back for episode 81. Um, it's the final and third leg of the stocks versus property. Um, looking forward to this one in particular because we talk a little bit about our personal um, case studies, we share some numbers and also maybe our personal why. So there's not going to be so much of a battle in this final episode. We're really coming together as a four um, <laughs> and we're going to have a great discussion. So before we get into it, a quick uh, check in on how everyone's doing and then we can dive into um, the episode. Daniel, how are you feeling? Feeling good. Really quick, one word. Perfect. Sure. How are you feeling? Great. <laughs> <laughs> Olu, how are you doing? It's the one it's the one word. When you said one word, that kind of threw me a little bit. Mine is change. change. And I've got a, I've got a, a announcement at the end of this episode for Ooh. you guys and also for our listeners. So we'll like finish the episode. Oh! I know I know what it is. I know what it is. Daniel knows what it is. Don't say anything. I was even gonna call you. I was even gonna call you. Don't say anything yet, Daniel. I want to see that other guys' reactions. Um, so we'll talk about it. I want to get. Um, I want personally. I want to get to that right now. Like, yeah, let's like, do it. Let's let's so, so, no. Okay, right, cool. So, thanks you want to start with it? Episode. Thanks, thanks for listening to this episode. <laughs> yeah. um, we're all doing well. And now for Oli's big announcement. Do we want to start with the announcement? Let's please, start with the announcement. No, no, no. Do it yet? Do it yet? Do it You sure? Yeah. yeah. For everyone, for everyone that's oh. listening, this is, I mean, the, I'm hoping that you listen to the end of all of our episodes anyway, but if not, this is the one episode that you want to make sure you stick to, to the end, because what Olu's going to announce is going to be earth shattering, mind and in case you And in case you're thinking of skipping to the end, we might even just drop it in the middle. Big news, big news. Okay. I don't even know. I don't even know if I want to. I don't even know if I want to say anything. Um, I feel like well, what I might say may skew. Anyways, <laughs> um, how are you? How are you, Pete? I'm feeling. I'm good. I'm feeling. The word I have to share is full because we're able to eat now, um, post Ramadan at any time of the day. So I'm feeling good. That that, that shirt is bulging. I'm telling you, I, I need to go to the gym, man. <laughs> I've definitely put on a bit of weight, especially in the face. See the cheeks. <laughs> yeah, I saw. I saw that video. You good, let's get let's get started. Perfect. Uh personal case studies. Uh, I just want to share some numbers. Um, I think we think it's a great way to sort of finalize this discussion. Um, happy to go first. So I'll I'll share just three um examples um of sort of some property, some property examples, uh, two of which are actually under um one in my personal name, one in my company. And actually, I wanted to share a family asset just to provide some perspective on a longer historical um, duration and, and sort of share those sort of numbers. Um, 
cool. So just to get into it, and I've shared this already on Instagram, so it's not like um, I'm... If you're hearing this for the first time, sure, go ahead. Pete, I was just wondering, I can't remember whether you've already explained what we're trying to do in this episode. Have you already done that? I did. I think I you did mentioned it already, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Less arguments, less all that stuff. Okay. This guy, this guy is sleeping, bro. <laughs> <laughs> right, cool, never mind. Nandi, keep that part in. <laughs> oh, my God. Good, kicking off. Right, with the first one, first one. Um, <laughs> this, was my, this was my, this really quick. Um. Um, I don't think also that we're going to comment on each other's performance because, it, you know, it might get a bit peak or all I'm going to say is just we can just share numbers and we can keep it moving. <laughs> so so on, my, defensive. on my, who, me? Yeah, you. <laughs> I'm just saying, I'm just saying because anyways, let's go. Um, on my first property, um, I purchased this one back in 2015. So I secured it at £240,000. Um, and today it's worth around, say, £300,000. That's been quite conservative. So when we spoke about the growth rates on, on asset, on property as an, as an asset class, that actually is a 20% uh, return over the period. But to, to Olive's point, it, it's year on year, it's 4%. So that actually does accurately speaks to um, real estate prices growing around the 4%. Now, the one I wanted to sort of pay attention to and I raised is that's been the price of the asset that's grown or the growth of the asset. But the equity itself, I invested £36,000. It was 15% down um, residential mortgage. So it meant that I was paying down the debt. And then because I've been paying down the debt over the six, seven years and the price has been going up, that's now looking at around £121,000 of equity. So that growth in itself is like 70%. So this is kind of why I was sort of providing that perspective on, and that also speaks to the leverage as well. So I think that's quite powerful. Now, on the cash flow side of things, Ollie's going to love to hear this. Um, in the first year, I've got <laughs> I've got year on year. In the first year, it's 2.5%. In the second year, it's negative. And by the way, this is cash flow based on the, pro- the money that's left in the deal, right? Um, on the second year, it's negative. So that's a boiler I had to replace. Um, on the third year, 7.3%. Year four was 4.5%. Year five was... 5% and then year six was 8.2%, right? So you can see it fluctuates um, and there are some, some years where it is negative. On the second example I wanted to give was actually uh, the first property under my company. Um, this one was a situation where I, unlike the first one, I refurb this property. So I kind of forced the appreciation value, purchased it at 91,000 pounds. And then I actually uh, refurbed it. I put about 13,000 pounds in. Um, and that forced depreciation and got it to £130,000 um, value. So that in itself, that asset growth price is like a 30% over a two-year period. So like 15% year on year. But that's obviously speaking to the refurb that I've done. If I talk about um, uh, the cash flow on that year one, negative. Um, I was holding that for a period of time, covering the mortgage. Um, I didn't get tenants until relatively late. And then the second year, it's done 5.4%. So um, just some just some perspectives there. The last example I wanted to give on a property standpoint was actually a family asset. Um, and I just thought this would actually be quite cool to share because it's not been used as an investment. Um, and that obviously that debt's been paid down. So this was purchased um, in two, the year 2000 for 121,000 pounds. And 20 years on, it's, four, it's around 450,000 pounds. So that also speaks to what we've been mentioning, which is about a 4% year-on-year uh, growth price over, over the period of time. So 
just some just some property case studies and numbers to provide some context on um, um, what we've discussed in in part one and part two. Um, I've got some stock numbers, but maybe I'll share that on on after. Yeah. after. No, no, drop it, drop it, I think, drop it, drop it. P, I think um, firstly, great, great examples. Um, I like the final example because I think it's uh, it showed 20 years, right? 20 years. Same as same as what we say with stocks, right? Hold for the long run, right? Mm. A lot of times when we think about properties and stock, it's the same concept. The longer you hold it and your consistent buy quality, you hold it for a long period of time, you're going to see crazy. I think in that example, it was what, three, four times, 4X, yeah, yeah, whatever yeah. the value One, was, right? 100, 121 to 450. Yeah, so fantastic um, growth in that equity, which you is good to see. But it was 20 years was, I think, the key thing I heard when you said that one. Did you... Did, looking at your your properties and your investments and the returns that you're seeing year over year, was there any eye opener as you started looking at the returns you were getting on a year by year basis? Yeah, the reality is much lower than the projections, and that's just the honest truth from a cash flow perspective. So, as you if you buy if you buy and hold, you're going to see the returns on your asset growth. Um, equity is going to grow relatively well. But where um, it comes into, and this speaks to systems and, and looking at ways in which you can really secure that passive income, I'm learning um, as, a, as an early investor that whilst a deal is projected to do maybe 10 to 12% as a single let, maybe in the first year it's done 4%, right? Um, because you're getting it, you're kind of getting it into its stage where you're getting it firmed up and ready to go. So it starts to perform better as it goes. But you've, you've really got to be patient and wait for those returns. Cool. So that's probably my that's probably my um, surprise, if you like, being very transparent. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate it. I've got some stock numbers to share. Well, let, let's let's um, Daniel, you go. Oliver, <laughs> uh, you on you on mute. So, do you want to say your stocks as well? Maybe give some stocks because I've got some. Pro- right. I was going to do property and stocks on mine, so I give a fair balanced view. Sure. What were you going to say? Sorry. Uh, oh. I'm sleeping. Oh, no. I think sure you want to say, he's gone for property. Let's on for stocks going next and property. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go yeah. just do that. Sleeping. <laughs> sleeping. That's, exactly what, that's exactly what I meant. Daniel, Daniel do you want to go? Daniel, you can go. Daniel, you can go. I don't mind, I don't mind but I don't know the format because I, I would have got is percentage increases. That's cool. That's, that's cool. fine. That, but, percentage, percentage, percentage increases. <laughs> Keyword increases there. <laughs> go on, go on, Daniel. Okay, go on, okay, go on. Okay. Um, so I'll, how I'm gonna how I'm gonna share this? I'm gonna go through some some of the stocks that I hold and how they've um, appreciated over time. Appreciated, but then also I have had some losses. I'll be completely transparent. There are some that are in the significant red, almost triple figures. Which means I've gone back to back, back to zero. <laughs> That's, I'm not even gonna lie. It makes me laugh, man. But, but then I think Daniel, to that point, mention that it's a portfolio, right? So your your best yeah, one is offset your losses, and it, it's in the end, net net, you're up. Am I? <laughs> go on, go on, go on, go on, go on. Okay, so I'll start with one that I bought. I think it was in twenty. Daniel, you know you're supposed to be defending why people should invest in stocks. No, 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 no,
perspective, he needs to talk about the strategy in which he was investing because there's speculative okay, yeah, sure. investing. And that's what I'm talking about. It's just like in property, right? The ones that, that um, Pabilo explained, they were traditional quality properties in which you're buying. Daniel does right. quite a bit of speculative investing, right? And everyone knows we're speculative into investing. In terms of speculative investing, you're going to win some and you're going to lose some, right? And the biggest advice I have for the listeners, if you are doing speculative, right, protect your principle. So even when Daniel's talking about percentages and what he's really? lost, it would be good to understand what amount he put in there. Because for our listeners, if you are going to invest and go down that speculative element, don't take out all your money in your savings and pull it into some of the ideas that Daniel's <laughs> done. Because you can... This, this is not financial advice from Oli, by the way. Yeah, He's not exactly. wearing his turtleneck, so don't listen to I'll talk about my most top performing um, stock at the moment. And that's one called Computer Center. I bought that, I think, in... Oh, good. Six years ago, that has given me a good return of 182.91%. So 182.91% is the return oh. on that. Um, the next one I've, I've got that's done quite well is Twitter, which I bought just um, after IPO. And that's at 113.93%. Um, I've got one that I bought earlier this year. Uh, I think it was February. That's given me a return so far of 1129 Um One that has been quite up and down and fluctuating is Boohoo because of, you know, recent news, I think last year, April, was about um, workers in Leicester and whatnot. But So that's been fluctuating, but at the moment, that's up 40%. Um, I've got others that are in the in the green that are really and good. Um, so those first three are doing like about 16 to 20% year on year, isn't it? If you, if actually, you, I'm not going to lie. I haven't, tracked it. It, I, I haven't tracked it year on year. Um, so I don't know okay. what the year on year returns are, but maybe net could have been. Um, you know, so Twitter was IPO, I think, 2015. 2014 2015 so i've held it since then um computer center as well computer center was actually very it was underperforming for quite a period of time and in the last 12 months last 18 months i'd say it's picked up quite significantly but in the last four um even more so i actually put one on international airlines group the one that owns ba iberia um early this year i think it was january as we went into the third lockdown i believe it was in the uk and I thought, actually, I I was reading some airline news and watching the airline industry quite quite closely. So I thought, you know, let me put something on um, IAG. I thought that given, I think it was Boeing 747s, there were some um, aircrafts that were going into uh, production or they wanted to increase the fleet. So I thought, okay, I think that the airline industry, as we look promising, as we look forward and coming out of lockdown globally, hopefully this year, that flight and holiday and leisure would increase and therefore the airline would pick up. Shortly after I bought it, it dropped. <laughs> <laughs> Did you buy more? It dropped, but I didn't buy more actually. Um, but now it's actually plus 25%. So it's increasing over time, slowly and steady. And of course, with my strategy, I'm, I'm looking to hold for the longer term rather than the short term. So even with the example of Computer Center, where it's given me 182% return, I'm not taking out any of my holdings in it. I'm keeping it in there. And I, if it fluctuates, it goes down, it's fine, but I'm keeping it in there for the long term. When I look at you know, skipping down to ones that haven't performed so well, um, there was one capita, and this one hurt. Uh, this one really hurt. <laughs> this one is at <laughs> minus 93.87. Jeez. Minus 93.87. And there was a time when I should have sold, I think it was 
2017. It's just... It just tumbled. Um, I think there was something that's... Yeah, Daniel, Daniel you might you're breaking up. And say that again because you're breaking up a little bit. Yeah, yeah sorry. Sorry. Yeah, I was getting. I was getting a phone. I was getting a phone call. Sorry. So there was one complete um, cap. Um, sorry, it's gone ni- down ninety three point eight percent, ninety three point eight seven percent, and this one hurt. I should have sold it quite a few years ago, but because I didn't and it tumbled, I thought, you know what, I'm just gonna leave it in there. This is <laughs> this one is really messing up my complete net figure because I'm just I'm just holding it. I'm not selling it. It's just ridiculous. So Daniel, let me, um, let me ask a question. That... In that scenario <laughs> yeah, where you're on. where you're down so significant, you're you're down so much. What do you do? Like you're just looking at a minus number, and <laughs> like I, I don't really think of that scenario, right? So, do you leave it, crystallize it? What do you do? So you can you can leave. Well, if it wasn't if it wasn't so negative, you can leave it in that hopes that over a few years it will just kind of bounce and rebound which I've seen a lot of people that I follow, they've waited about four years for their stock to go from the red to actually making a profit because just external factors or things that have happened to the company and it's just made the, the, the share price tumble. For me, I'm so far gone in this and just so annoyed that if I take <laughs> out what's there, there's, there's no point. I'm just going to, there's, there's no point. I've got no use for it. So I'm just going to leave it there. And if it continues to go to zero, I'll let it drive, to the, drive itself to the ground. I'll be, I'll be happier for it to go to zero, then me take out what's there. Put it that way. Mm. Um, what, what other losses you got? I've got, <laughs> <laughs> um, I've got <laughs> other losses. Um, there's one petroleum, um, a Nigerian company listed on the London Stock Exchange. I think I bought that when they went IPO. They did a dual listing so on the London Stock Exchange and also the Nigerian Stock Exchange. And that one's just been draining me since. a bit like, oh, it's just been draining. Um, I bought that more of a speculative thinking that over time it would increase because it was a time where um, the likes of Glencore were doing well, oil prices were going up, crude oil. I thought it also trickle into this particular stock. So, so as it happens, it hasn't. <clears throat> but I will speak on two not- two notable um, stocks that I've sold. I think I've only ever sold two stocks actually. Yeah. Um, one was Sky in 2016 January. And the other one was Glencore. Um, I sold Sky because my initial investment, I think it went up over a hundred percent. Um, I think they were they'll be they'll be taken over and the share price just rocketed. Then I cashed all out, um, took my profit, enjoyed my profit, ate the fruit of my labor, <laughs> and we enjoyed it. Um, and then Glencore I sold, I think this year actually, because it was just it was another one where linked to the industry and it just wasn't really performing well nor was the industry so i thought okay let me sell this and then reinvest into some other stocks which i've done so in my holding at the moment i've got one two three 15 stocks that i hold in my trading account and i've got a few in my isa account um that i'm holding um the ones in my isa aren't doing particularly well at the moment um, but I have confidence in them, hence I bought them, um, that they will they, they will overturn and pick up. Unfortunately, I can't tell you um, my net figure for the portfolio because it's I haven't calculated it. I don't put these or track them in an Excel spreadsheet. Um, so it's just all online. But what I will say, I have a renewed strategy. 
So my new renewed strategy going forward. All in property. No, no, no. Actually, I actually <laughs> early this year I invested in a course. Early this year I invested in a course uh, with someone who's had about twelve years worth of experience in um, in so in a number of asset classes and markets. Uh, pre previous Goldman Sachs trader, uh, Barclays, and so on and so forth. I, I enrolled on his course. Um, not that I needed a lot of the information, but I wanted to hear from someone who'd done it professionally and is doing this full time. Um, so part of his course, you know, you learn, a, you learn, a, you grow, you, sorry, you enroll into community. Um, you learn as a group, it was five weeks um, on a Saturday, every Saturday for about an hour and a half. And you're learning, he's teaching you a strategy that's worked well for him that he deployed in his work and he's doing it in his private life. And this strategy aims to help you get a, um, grow 20% year on year. And you may say that's a bit ambitious, but his strategy is proven to be successful. It's not complicated. It tracks a number of uh, over 800 different stocks. You pick the stocks you want. It has a target buy price and a target sell price. And, you know, you follow those, that strategy. You can also um, average down. So if you have, for example, say a thousand pounds allocated to a particular stock, you don't put all a thousand in, in one go. So you average it out. So you might put it 400. And as we've seen in the last few weeks, the stock market has been on sale. So this would be an opportunity to buy more. Um, so your net your, your net price that you buy is actually lower than you know if it go if it fluctuates. So this is a strategy that I'm actually starting to deploy. Um, so that my five so that if you were to invest from the start, he suggests five thousand to start to to start with. You can obviously do ten thousand, fifty thousand, twenty thousand, whatever figure you want. He starts with five thousand that in twenty five years time compounded compounded uh, of twenty percent year on year with no with taking no returns, not adding anything extra, would get you uh, 468,000 or so. When you play with the figures in a compound calculator, even adding an extra 50 pound a month can increase that substantially. So there are some small figures that you can add even to a 5,000 initial um, from a principal to get to over 2 million. So it's something I'm looking at more closely. Um, I don't have to do the work myself. You know, people are picking stocks and you know, there we go. So it sounds like uh, you're selling a course, big man. But now I understand why you're so confident at, at achieving twenty percent year on year. So um, makes sense. Um, yeah. Good. The one I thing had... I the one thing I will say, Daniel, is that people listening to this are probably going to want to know your dividend yield on those um, <laughs> on those growth stocks. Oh, so, yeah. so, when, so all I'm saying is when they hit you, when they hit, when they reach out to you in the comments, just make sure that you share your dividend yield. I'll, I'll, I'll be real. My, I don't take dividends. I just re I could, I do automatically reinvest. I don't take. Well, what, how, how, how much dividends on how much dividends on average were, was on offer with the stocks? Like, are they all yielding dividends? He doesn't, even, he doesn't even know. He's not even checking. I get I get an alert to say that dividend, but I don't even check it. Just I just reinvest it straight. Olu. Sure. Cool. Should I go and then you could go, sure. Yes, yeah, go ahead. Um, so my strategy has been I'm gonna give a few examples um on some of the investments that I've done. Um some that have worked, um, what my lessons learned, because I think with any sort of investment, property or stock, you should always learn from whatever result, if it's going well or if it's not. So the first sort of investment that I've done was um, company shares. Um, so first one I have is GE. So I joined GE in 2012, 2013. 
And what our company provides is an opportunity to buy company stocks at a discounted rate. So you get 15% discount. Already looking at that, you've made 15% profit because you can actually sell it as soon as it's hit your broker. Obviously, you have to pay tax on the profit, but you're, you've got a guaranteed 15%. Now, my strategy with that was I look at this as more of a long-term investment. So I wasn't looking to sell it quickly. So I've been purchasing, let's say approximately around 500 pounds every month. And then it starts increasing as my salary increases. So now this, um, let's, I'm just going to throw round numbers, not actual sure, numbers, sure, sure, but sure. approximately around 30 K is what it got up to, right. Of just pulling it there. Now, if anyone knows about GE General Electric, right. Um, two, three years ago, the company stock prices got hammered, crushed, right? Some cases came out around their accounting um, to a point that at 30K, right, dropped to around 15K, right? So now it's dropped significantly. Now, at that particular moment, I've now got a choice, which a lot of people have with their investment, right? You can either take it out, um, take the loss, but obviously when you take the loss, you can offset that with any gains. So there's tax efficiency by taking losses. But instead I decided to keep this because they just, um, they had a new CEO um, who based on his track record, previous companies he had worked for had shown results in terms of his um, previous companies. So now by keeping that particular stock portfolio in the last year, that portfolio from that 15K, 2015K, has increased another 15K. So you, I'm looking at, just by the terminology of what I've been telling, buy quality businesses that have good cash flow um, and then hold for a significant amount of time, we've seen the market correct itself to a point now that I'm probably at 9 10% loss on the whole investment, right? So that is a situation that if I had panicked, taking it out when I saw the red, right? I could have easily have lost 50% of my portfolio. And this is not paper money, right? The moment I sell, you actually recognize that loss. So that's the first example. Second example, um, which I like to mention is around um, a company that I've been um, investing now for the last year. So probably around a year. Um, again, same logic, 15% discount. This time I did a lot more research in terms of understanding, okay, this particular company, what does the market predict a fair value for this to be? Now, this stock was at like $20. It dropped significantly to around um, $8, right? But when you look at a drop at $8, you need to now look back and understand, am I purchasing this property at a discount? Because if you believe the fundamentals of the property, um, the um, stock, when that stock drops in value, you should look at it and say, I'm purchasing this at a discount. So I kept my amount, it was around approximately around 1K each month, just investing, investing, investing. Now, just in a year with this particular portfolio, looking at the numbers, it has returned 30% profit. So 30% profit that this particular one has actually returned. Now, the last example that I want to talk about is more on my growth strategy. And I want to make this even more real because P likes to mention 
paper money, right? You're just seeing numbers down. Yeah. Olu, just just to, just to re-emphasize, we framed this session as not a battle, but a conversation. No, no, I'm just reminding. I'm reminding the listeners. <laughs> if you haven't listened to the other two um, episodes, go back and listen. But just to bring it, um, listen, we all, uh, yeah, we, no, we all have paper wealth. We all do. Okay, I, I'm, we're just basically saying what hits the account is then real cash. Exactly. Right? That's it. That's so, it. so I'm going to give a real example. Uh, example. So I'm just again, you're going to give rough numbers. So. Invested around 5K two years ago in the stock market, um, focusing on quality businesses. So household names, Amazon, mm -hmm. Apple, Facebook, Netflix, companies which I know in five, 10 years time, they're still going to be around. And again, I'm looking at their cash flow is really what I'm focusing more on. Now, um, beginning of this year, I filled in my tax returns for my properties and other stuff. And the tax man said, oh, you've been underpaying your taxes, right? You need to give us um, 7K. Yeah, 7K. So now I've obviously got properties. Um, I can't go to the bank and I can technically go to the bank and leverage that property, but it's going to be go. a long process, right? It's going to be a long go. process. Yeah. <laughs> So what I did was I called up my broker. Before you before you continue, why are you why is the taxman correcting you? His numbers should be clean. Anyways, continue. <laughs> no, no, no. It should be clean, but you know, you know when you get um certain I don't um, know, I don't know. Lump sums. You receive certain lump sums, it just throws off nah, the calculation. Nah. Lump sum just throw off the Mine calculation. Clean. Go on, go on. <laughs> okay. If if any taxman is listening, I pay my taxes. <laughs> um so um I looked at my stock portfolio, right? And this particular portfolio, growth stocks, had grown 70% over the last two years. So what I do, call up um, the broker, say I want to sell. The funds hit my account in three days. Taxes on it because you get a capital gain allowance of 12K. I didn't have to pay any taxes on taking out that... Um, gain on profit on those stocks and then i was able to pay the tax man the the residual amounts i decided to invest in other portfolios so those are like three examples um of some of the performances on my stock portfolios um i've got so many others that i can discuss but Olu, for now that i know now that i know you had to press the button to take some profits off the table to mm. cover a tax bill i have lost all credibility for <laughs> you and your case <laughs> As much as as much what as you the? want to say you lost credibility, what I'm saying is no, 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 what I want to mention in this is just the same, just the same way, just the same way that you said an Let's be honest, in life, accidents occur. No, it could be a boiler, it could be medical, it could be the tax man. Right? It could be a boiler, definitely. I would have preferred, I would have preferred for it to be a boiler. The tax man, nah man. I would have preferred for it to be in a boiler. I'm just saying. I'm just playing. I'm playing. But what remember, I'm saying is, remember when I you pay taxes. I, I, I remember thought, you, when you yeah. pay taxes. Yeah. It's based on the income you've made. So you need <laughs> okay, to make right. large amounts for them what? to tax you. <laughs> for them to correct you. <laughs> they don't you. tax zero or negative. They tax profits. Just nah, so they, you know. they, they only get it wrong with small boys. With big boys, they don't get it wrong. It's squeaky clean. I'm mm. telling you. Only squeaky. I'm telling you, really. Wesley. Wasn't he in prison? Big boys. Who said he's a big boy though? Well, you did. Okay. 
Okay. <laughs> he didn't make any money from New Jack City. Go on, go on. <laughs> but but, 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 but what Oli's trying to say, what Oli's trying to no, say, no, no, is you're, able to, you're, you're able to easily liquidate your stocks, especially if it's within that um, tax-free allowance, so you don't have to pay your capital gains tax, your CGT. But uh, sure, flexibility. Wake up, sure. Wake up. Over to you. <laughs> yeah, I, I am. I am. Uh, I am back. Back at the wheel, but this time I am uh, awake. So thank you guys for the for the great examples. Um, I think to try and add another dim dimension to what Babila has already said, I think um, I'll give an example of uh, a particular deal and look at it in terms of the, the return on the cash that I have left in. So the money that I have left into the deal. So uh, as an example, so there was a property in the Hampshire area that I'm uh, investing in. There's one particular property which costs 137K. So this was a property that was in pretty terrible shape. Um, two bedroom, terrace home, uh, completely trashed, if I'm honest, and needed a bit of work, but it just looked a lot worse than the actual work needed. Just on the surface, it looked quite bad. Um, got that property for 137K. Um, it required some refurbishment, et cetera. Refurbishment was around uh, 12K. Um, now, upon revaluation of this property, it got revalued at 190,000. Um, and then what that allowed me to do was basically to refinance out the money that I had put in. So at the end... So, 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 sorry to cut you off. This sounds a bit like similar to my strategy, which I shared <laughs> in the part three, the BRR. Oh, rise, rise. Let's <laughs> <laughs> say, carry on. By rise, rise. Rise, 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 rise. By the way, if you guys haven't checked that out, it's one of many strategies that we spoke about in actually... Uh, uh, part two episode of this discussion. So do make sure to check that out in case you've uh, missed it. Now on that um, on that note that Daniel was saying about buy, rise, rise, rise. So I bought it at 137, did my renovation, so that's the other R, and then it was a refinance and that basically got refinanced out at 190,000. So then basically with that asset, I went to the bank um, and I said to them, look, I have a real estate asset, not a stock, um, not a um an option but actual real hard asset that i can demonstrate to you at the bank they refinanced this and revalued it at 190k so what does that mean that meant at the end of this particular project i had ten and a half thousand pounds of my money still left so this is the money that i've put in at the beginning to buy it at the 137 mark um minus the money that i've been able to recycle out after the revaluation so i've essentially got this hundred and ninety thousand pound asset but only had to put in £10,500 to, uh, to to get that. Now, on top of that, um, there's that... <laughs> sorry, sorry, sure, sorry. It just, I love the way you put, I love the way you worded that. Sorry, continue. So, so on, top, on top of that, there's the added benefit, and this is a benefit that Pabula and I have really spoken about a lot, which is the cash flow. So this, this particular property, it's generating a monthly... Uh, rental figure per month of 800 pounds now of course there's other deductibles that i need to take out i need to pay back the the mortgage there's also um voids etc that i need to account for so basically with this property once i've taken out the the other fees i have roughly about 400 pound left per month net cash flow that annualized is around a five to five and a half k now just dividing that over the 10,000 I had left in the property means that that's a return of 50%. Um, once going through that overall process of the money that I have left in versus the money that is being generated from that property. So that essentially means after two years, I still have the asset, 
in my books. I've got all my money back out, which I can recycle for the next investment. And then on top of that, I've got this um, asset continuing to generate the cash flow. And as well, I still have my 25% equity tied into the asset. Um, which will appreciate over time um, if it's a good quality product in a good area and there's good um, demand, et cetera, as well. So that was the the one example that I wanted to give on a specific project. And then just on an overall basis, um, with with the properties I have at the moment, so at the moment I have eight properties in the portfolio, since 2017, in terms of the money that I've had to put in or from investors, it's been in the ballpark around 300K. So that's how much of my own money that I've put in. But then with the uplift that I've received from um, appreciation, from the um, buying a good value price at the beginning up front, so doing good negotiations or dealing with people who are looking for a quick sale, I've been able to double that equity that I basically put in. So of that 300K, we're about 600 in. in... <laughs> Solid numbers. Solid numbers. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, so that's basically where, where I'm at. Now, of course, there are months where um, the the cash flow has been lower. There's been months where I've had a, not months actually, there's been one property where I had a tenant who wasn't paying me the rent for six months. Um, and I had to go through the process of getting them evicted, of course, in the, in the proper manner. There's all these all these factors in place. So it's not all um, blue skies. There are challenges, but just directionally, I hope that um, that helps. No, sure. I think those numbers, solid. they're solid. And I think you see, with what you've mentioned, you see the power of having multiple properties right in the portfolio um question the first one that you mentioned are those projected um numbers or like pabilo can you give like actuals like roughly have you been seeing that four, 400 or that profit from day one or is this projected um, so this this is the the 400 on a month is pretty much the average return that i've uh, i've received on that one this is actually a deal that i did in 2018 or 19 now so it's been a couple of years okay. and that one's and that one's been pretty pretty stable actually nice okay cool fantastic um p um, like when, when, when she was at 800 me and olu had the same because I, I at first i thought you know you know what my question was gonna when, be when, when, no I, at first i thought sure meant net and i was like what and then <laughs> and olu was thinking what's going on <laughs> so, then, <laughs> no, so good. p do you want to give some because we still got some do you want to give some of your stock example because i've got property experience yeah yeah, yeah. So i want to always give <coughs> so i think i think um yeah i want to just um um jump on olu's point around company stocks so i've i've taken advantage of company stock they usually have programs which allow you to buy a discount or they allow you to do a matching program whereby for every pound or swiss franc that you buy they'll give you two or one and a half something along that so um i was just actually looking at my company stock and looking at the 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 growth on the um stock price itself so over a seven-year period, I've seen 12% growth. And some years it's been higher, some years it's been lower. So I've just kind of averaged it out as to what it's been from the start until now. The dividend yield on that has been 1.8%. So it's been, I mean, super passive, right? I've, I don't even think about it. I don't even, I, I forget I have it until I get the, until I get, until I receive a dividend. Um, I would just obviously love for that dividend yield to be a lot higher. Hmm. that's all um Pete, when, when you mentioned the 12 percent or the 12 percent that you mentioned does that also take into consideration the benefits that you get no like, no no so that's just 15 so no so that's actually to be honest with you that's actually like difficult to calculate so the, the benefits make it 
you know, there's no point even calculating the return on investment because it's super yeah. high. Like what it basically means, if you if you're getting a matching program, you can afford to lose so much and still be basically okay. So I just it covers your risk because it covers your risk. If you're buying the, the stock at 15% discount, like we were doing, if the yeah. stock still was to reduce by 15%, I'm still break even, right? Yeah. Because of that element. Yeah. But what I will say to that, the, the, the flip side or the, or the catch to that is in order for you to benefit from what they've matched, you have to stay at the company for a certain number of years, right? So it's a vested period. So okay, there's a little bit of, yeah. exactly. Yeah. So it's tied in for a certain number of years. Um, on the second one, I, I still have this stock. You guys sold it um, um, shortly after IPO, but I, I still have the Royal Mail stock. I still um, have that I as well. Got I still got mine. I got mine. Oh, okay, okay. You, I <laughs> we think you guys, on this I think side. You guys sold it. And the returns <laughs> is increasing. It went from red to green. I got it went from, from red to green. It went, yeah, it went to, red, to green. It went from red to green. I'm, I'm like 27% over eight year period, 3.5% on the dividend yield. But obviously, it's a very small amount. But again, it's there. 150 pounds. I don't I don't think about it. Um, so that's that's what a little bit of a thousand, just over a thousand now. So that's there. The other one actually I've got is a spin-off from um, the company that I'm working um, for, which is I've got some Alcon stock. Um, so that's the eye care, uh, leading the leading eye care company um, on sort of cataract surgeries and things of that nature. That's actually down over a two-year period, um, 17% down, zero percent dividend yield. It doesn't pay a dividend. Um, but again, I will hold it. I, I you know. I don't plan on selling. Um, and I just have this notion that everything will turn and eventually once be a lot more than what I first started off with. So, um, yeah, that's just a little bit on the stock. From a cryptocurrency standpoint, that's booming, oh, baby. We go, oh, we're going to crypto. <laughs> that's not <laughs> Oh. <laughs> Look how you came in. The, crypto oh. cur- the cryptocurrency is booming. So, I, I mean, I got in, I just say when I got in, I got in at two, in 2017. Um, got some of the coins and um yeah and i've held on ever since even when they went down even when they went down to like a super low numbers right? you took most of, you took you took most of the supply <laughs> no 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 i didn't i did <laughs> like 100 200 right even when they were low and i actually i actually like ripped off cryptocurrency you well you know it basically proved me wrong so the other thing i actually wanted i'm not going to basically speak on it um but i would at some point try and find a way to to share that experience is i held a mutual fund for about 6 years um and that would be good to share because, you know, in some years it was doing 29.5%, 13%. And then there's the last year was minus 0.8%. So I, I will share um, that story and, and the lessons behind. You, you should know, give what, us what that's analyzed. Analyze. If you go up 30% one year and yeah, negative one year is still good. But I think I think actually when I speak to the, to the whys, I think that goes against my why in terms of why i look at investments now so yeah that's just my a bit of stock portfolio um mm. cryptocurrencies is booming um daniel i know daniel's itching to go <laughs> so yeah we've got a couple more minutes left anyone want to share a bit more let me share just a property examples um yes. so the, so i've purchased a couple of um properties i guess one question i have for you two is have any of you sold your properties yet or any never, of your properties? never 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 okay i'm going so, to one I'm, one yeah. sale now yeah, I'm just lit- I'm, li- I'm literally in the process of completing my will, and in the will, nothing you could ever be sold <laughs> ever. The, the, the funny on that point is funny because my great my great great granddad, his properties in Nigeria, he said that none of them could be sold for a hundred years. Nice. So a lot of the so in so even as nice. as they're like being looked at now. Um, there's, there's part of Lagos where he's got quite a few 
properties, etc. But in the will, none of them can be. It's stated in his will that the properties can't be sold for at least a hundred years. That's a, that's, how, that's how, a... many, how many years have gone by so far, Daniel? Do you know? Boy, I think. What year are we in now? 2021. 2021. It's, approaching, it's, it's coming up to, I think, it's it's going to, in the next couple of years, it'll be 100 years, put it that way. Ooh. I can't remember exactly when, but shortly. Yeah. Damn. They, need, they nice. need to extend that, man. They need to bottle another 100 years. Because <laughs> um, that means 20, 2025, we're all going to Bali, and this one's Daniel's <laughs> <laughs> um, Olu, uh, yeah, Olu, you want to quick share? So just a quick one. So um, I purchased a property in 2016, right? Um, now, with this, I'm just going to use rough numbers. It was approximately around 300K, um, which meant in terms of the amount that I needed to pay and hold up in that property, you're looking around 70K is sort of 25%. 70K is roughly what you need to have to put against that property. Now, um, after sort of looking into that property and saying, okay, am I seeing the capital appreciation X, Y, and Z? I realized that, no, it's not. So this is a good opportunity for me to sell out and look to move that 70K somewhere else where it's more, is generating because money is just opportunity cost. Now, when, and the reason why I said to you guys selling properties, right? I purchased this property five years ago. Now, if I look at Zoopla, if I speak to my uh, my bank, right? They'll tell me that the property is going up, right? It's around 10% gone. Do you want to share why that property hasn't grown? It's a type yeah, of... I'll share that at the end. I'll share that at the end. Okay, 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 okay. Because I like to share the lessons learned with all okay. my investments. And so um, they tell Jeez. me it's gone up by 10%, right? Now, mm. I said, okay, let me put it on the market. Got a valuation. Got someone to come down. Started looking at what properties around the area had sold. And I'm looking at potentially it's going to be, let's say, 20K less than what I actually purchased it for, like after fees and everything, 20K less. Now, when it comes to selling, that 20K is real loss because it's not coming out of the bank's element or my um, the, um, mortgage. I've got to pay them whatever I borrowed. So that 20K will technically come off that 70K that I put down and that would be real loss if I do decide to sell at that particular time. I'm waiting for the market to change. Now, lesson learned for me personally, was not to invest in apartments because um, it was in apartments. They're good for cash flow in terms of Airbnb um, elements, but in return, in regards to resale, they're mm. not the best. Also, there's costs that you cannot control, such as service charge, um, which you can't control. And we, if I look at this particular apartment, it's been going up like 10% year over year. So it's now becoming even more expensive and taken away from my profit. So I think that's an element where I was like, okay, yes, the paper, Zoopla, all of that says it's got good equity, but the reality of it is when it's now time for me to sell, that's going to be a potential loss that I'm going to have to eat. So that's why I want to share that. Perfect. Oh, great. Anyone else? I'm going to yeah, go and get the, the announcement for you guys yeah I think, you guys I, think, I think finish I think, and then please, uh, yeah. please share the announcement or, or do you yeah let me share the announcement and then you can do the the wrap-up cool sure. what is this guy going to get man do you not know no but he needs to um think is, uh, think I, about I, what he's is it you guys ready for the announcement it's a Wait, one, Billy! One, 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 one. Oh my days. Let me see. Let me see. <laughs> <laughs> the new member of the Take Flight podcast. Oh, hey, Bo. 
I don't kiss it. I, 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 I'm all about to lift it. So this is Bo. <laughs> Bo. This is Bo. Say hello. Like, you want to say hello to them? Oh my god! How, many, how, old, is, how old is he? How many years? How many is years old? Is he still sleeping, bro? Oh my he's... days! From yeah, she was definitely sleeping. He, his reaction was like ten minutes late. No, do you know why? Because I had I, was, I had another window open. That's oh, why I oh okay, okay. I, I could hear, but I couldn't click out. <laughs> so he's oh, nine weeks old. old. Yeah, nine weeks yeah, old. Yeah. So, so Olu, are you are you are you the um the the sole I'm the proud... parent? No, I'm not. But I'm the proud. It's proud. Oops, careful. Okay. <laughs> I'm the proud parent of um, Bo. He's a dog dad. His name He's is Bo, uh, which two things, it? right? Bo, French for beautiful. And it's also Nigerian for Babatunde Okunola. Okay. So okay. I always, nice. I was, I've always wanted a Nigerian dog. So this is Babatunde <laughs> Okunola. You guys could call him Bo. Isn't that right? <laughs> Okay. Where does he, where does he sleep? sleep? You guys can call he him. He sleeps Bo. in his crate. Crate trained. <laughs> Olu, Olu, trust. Hey, this is, I'll this be is back a, in two this seconds. Is, this is a completely, this is a completely different side of Olu that I've never seen before. Different side. Yeah, I've never like, seen. Olu, just put Bo on the floor, man. Let him run, walk out. Let no, him no, run no. out. He's not allowed in this office. Olu, he's, he's not. Um, he's not pet proof. Olu, you're right. Okay. I'll be back, guys. I'll be back. Oh, my Let God. I have Let never, ever, ever, ever seen that side of Olu before. The way that he's stroking and holding that dog and talking to him. But he looks scared, Olu. Oh, my God. You know, one, one thing I will say real quick before I, before I close this episode. People have looked at, um, um, during this pandemic period, is getting pets. To, I don't know. You know to maybe. Spiked. Wow. You know it's spiked. It's great. I looked at some figures. It's gone up, like, over 200%. Wow. Wow. Like 200, 200, so that was the announcement. Is, is the money Olu, is the money Olu back? Because because the other version of Olu was was I don't know the caring, loving. I've never seen Olu before. I probably won't see it again. Probably, <laughs> it, it, came, it came and went. Um, what's the, what's the dividend yield on Bo? <laughs> um, <laughs> happiness. <laughs> speak on it. Speak on it. Joy. You know, I can't always be on this financial journey and this. <laughs> 24-7. Clearly, I you can know, see. Sometimes I've I got to see. slow down and enjoy life a little. So what that's you want to do? What you want to do is just get yourself a baby. That's what you want to do. <laughs> that's what baby you want to do. Baby steps. Baby steps. That's what you want to do. And then we move forward. Good. Perfect. <laughs> cool. Guys, um, it's been a great episode. Um, I clearly underestimated um, how well we were going to do this. Um, so we're actually going to have to. Um, we're going to have to create a part four. And we're going to make it relatively short so we don't drag this out any further. But I think I think it's really good now that we've had the first episode was was around, you know, points from either side. Second episode was sort of advanced strategies. Third episode today, which has given some personal case studies and examples, which I think has been fantastic to provide better context to what we've been talking about in the last two episodes. And I think in the final episode, I think that's going to be even as important because it's our it's our quantitative qualitative, sorry, um, personal experiences and our real why as to why we are property or, or stocks. And I think there are going to be some stories in that episode which are going to be quite powerful and really help to sort of um, um, crystallize this entire discussion. Um, so yeah, it's been great. Episode 81. Um, and we look forward to discussing with you guys on uh, part four. So if you have any feedback for us, find us on Instagram at Take Flight Podcast. Stay well, stay safe. God bless. 
take off, take flight with you. Fool, we never fly, but 